your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. And for those of you that are brand new, welcome to the podcast. So the the topic of discussion we've been on for the past couple episodes are all about confidence. As a as a pretty good example of being clear f- to gain confidence. This uh, was just yesterday. I was at a friend of mine's house and they had this really nice bread little filly and they ride her around and stuff, but she's really, really spooky. And, like, they ride well. Like, they're cutting horse people. So, you know, it doesn't really bother them. But at the same time, they would rather the horse not be so jumpy and flinchy when you're saddling it, mounting it, trying to ride it around. So, anyways, uh, I got over there, and I just went in the stall with it to kind of check her out a little bit. And she was really apprehensive. Like, she would... Every now and then she would kind of come in and sniff on you and you could pet her a little bit. And then she would just kind of randomly get unsure of the whole thing and then kind of step away and get away from you moving to the corner of the stall. So what we started doing is, is I just kind of started walking circles in there, kind of chasing her hip a little bit and driving her around that stall just did a walk but I was with her you know she's sensitive it didn't take much which was real nice so I was just smooching a little bit and just waving my hand a little bit and just driving her around in that stall for like five or six laps and every time she kind of turned and looked in at me I would just stop and step to you know as far away from her as I could get and then she would turn in, and then I would turn back around, go up, try to pet her. She'd turn and walk off, so I'd just drive her and smooch again. So I was making it difficult to not be kind of wanting to hang out with me and easy to want to hang out with me. Well, after about five minutes of that, she got to where I could be standing in front of her petting her, and if I moved over to the left, she would step her hip around and stay faced up. And, uh, she would make a really, really, really good effort to try to stay right with me because she knew, okay, well, I can leave if I need to. I know I can do that, but I really don't want to do that. This guy is a pretty sweet deal, relatively speaking. So we were just setting up a deal for her, you know, giving her two uh, two scenarios, a good deal and a deal not as good. And because it's a horse, they're always going to take the good deal when they know what that is. So uh, then the next thing that they said she was real bad about was picking up her feet. So I just started rubbing her legs, and she was okay with that. But then when you go down there to uh, to pick up the foot, she uh, she wouldn't even try to pick it up. And the one time that she did, she kind of picked it up, yanked it away, and then kind of spooked and stepped over sideways. And I was like, okay, so... We've got to break this down a little bit. And so she kind of left a couple times again when I started messing with her foot. So I just drove her around a little and then she got where I could rub all up and down that foot and that leg. And she would just stand there and stay right with me. She didn't want to leave. Uh, So see, now the deal is, hey, you've got two scenarios. You can either get 
driven around this stall with a little bit of pressure put on you, or you can stand here and chill out and I'll just love on your leg. Well, obviously, you know, she got to where she was saying, hey, please, please, let's just hang out and you just rub my leg a whole lot. So see, you make it their idea. But uh, anyways, so then we started breaking it down a little. So, you know, the, the thing that a horse has to do before they can pick up their foot is they have to shift their weight off of that foot. So I just started pulling up on kind of her pasture area, you know, where you would pull up to ask them to pick their foot up. Started squeezing that and pulling pretty dang firmly. And then I would just watch her. And any time she started to not pick up her foot, but get ready, when she started to prepare to pick up her foot by shifting her weight off of that foot a little, I would reward that by, uh, you know, stop pulling and squeezing on her uh on the back tendon of her pasture in there and then I would just pet on her shoulder for a minute or more like four seconds and then I would just start over again well after a couple minutes of that she got to where right when I started to reach down there she would shift her weight off of it so then it got easy she shifted her weight off of it and then I pulled just a little more her foot came up because it was relaxed and there was no weight on it you know so it comes up very easy So then I would, right when I would pick the foot up, I would just go around and scoop the hoof and bend the toe a little bit. That does a lot to help them keep their leg not braced when you're trying to pick it up. And uh, there were one or two times to where she kind of got a little stiff. And she never got so stiff or fighty that she took the foot from me. But right when she did, I just gently set it back down and I stepped back and drove her around the stall four or five laps. Then we started over, did it again. And now at this point, she's saying, hey, please just pick up my foot and hold this foot and rub my leg. I really like you doing that. And I really like hanging out right here with you from the things we set up. So see, because of me being really black and white about what's easy and what's not quite as easy, uh, she got very, very confident. And I mean, literally, it was about a 30, 40 minute session. And the the whole look of her face when you were moving around her and everything, she got to where she was so basically buddy sour to me, and even better, me messing with, picking up, and holding her foot. That is all that she wanted is to be right with me, and she wanted me to be holding that foot because it was such a sweet deal when that was happening, when... She, you know, she got to experiment with taking the foot back. She was allowed to take that foot back as many times as she wanted because that just let me get her that much more sure that a human and a human picking up her foot is actually a really, really good deal. See, you set it up to where they absolutely love all of these things that we ask them to do. There's a lot of different ways you can do that, but that's a pretty good example. But the main the main deal of the story here is is that when uh, when I was picking up her foot and handling it, I was just knelt down on one knee. I was just holding it and massaging that back tendon of her pasture in there, right above the hoof. And uh, I looked up there, and her head was just hanging, you know, about four feet off the ground. Her eye was about halfway closed, like she was so chill compared to the first time when I first started doing it or even getting near her, her head was kind of high, her eyes were big, and 
she was on, you know, pretty high alert. She was not very sure, a.k.a. confident. But by the time, you know, after that 30 minutes of that, she was extremely confident in, you know, that area. So, you know, let's if we were to hypothetically keep going with that, okay, so we go back the next day and we kind of do the same sort of deal with putting a saddle on. Then we do a little fencing, same sort of deal with that. Then we do some trailer loading. Then we do some mounting, some standing still, some backing side passing, left turn, right turn, trot, lope, walk, blah, 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 blah. Well, every time we're setting it up to be that same outcome at the end of the session where she is that much more sure about every little thing, everything in general, everything in life that a human would do with her when her and the human were interacting with each other. So she becomes very confident in all areas, not just, you know, five out of 10, all of them. So every day you're making that horse a little more sure, aka confident. And after, you know, 30 days, there is no reason why you should not have the most laid back, sure, certain, understanding, confident horse that has ever been. And then once again, uh, there's, you know, like all of the videos on buckroocrew.com, like especially the virtual clinic. And uh, there's a lot of case study videos on there of uh, different horses and their owners and things like that. And if you were to go in and watch those, every one of those videos is like we just mentioned. Every one of them is doing uh, things to build the horse's confidence, among other things. And then once again, the Buckaroo Crew is a it's an online website to where we have tons of content as far as fixing horse problems. Uh, it covers everything from clipping and bathing, trailer loading, uh, handling the feet, uh, all the way up to flying lead changes and uh, like uh, uh, hard stops from a fast run, uh, transitions, side passes. It pretty much anything you could think of, we have a video for it on there. But if you do go on to the uh, if you do go on to the Buckaroo Crew, really good thing to do is just kind of skim through the virtual clinic and you will see thousands of examples of building a horse's confidence in a hundred different little areas and then you'll even see it in the horses during these clinics by you know by the end of the clinic the horses are you know they feel way better down deep down in their own skin and that's what you're going for the thing a lot of people miss is they get a horse doing what they want, but the mind frame is not right. You know, a lot of horses can, well, like you take, now not all of them, but you take barrel racing horses, for example. Uh, those riders can get those horses to do what they want, but those horses are so jacked up mentally, they are not even, you know, most, of, not all of them, but most of them are not even able to walk, trot, or lope on a loose rein or with a high or with a natural head carriage. You know, they're having to strap their heads down in all kind of ways and give them all these calming supplements because they've they've focused so much on the physical performance they totally forgot about the mentality or the mental soundness of the horse. So 
it's like a lot like trailer loading. Just because a horse will get in a trailer doesn't mean he actually likes being in there because it wasn't, you know, when it was taught to him, it wasn't set up in a way to make him absolutely love being in the trailer. And that's why you'll have horses that load good for however long and then all of a sudden. That's why you'll have horses that will ride good for five years and then all of a sudden. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, if they're not right mentally, you're you're riding a ticking time bomb. The question is not, um, I, I don't know how they word it. The question is not, oh yeah, the question is not if, it's when. And when it does happen, will it be a big release of a lot of, inner mental anxiety and problems with the horses a big release is bucking bolting rearing or will it be you know something that's not quite as dangerous of a release like uh well yeah he did get in the trailer and now he's not uh etc etc you know just because a horse is confident about uh riding in a trailer on tuesday well if something happens uh a really loud bang or he you go over a big pothole and it kind of jars him a little bit. Maybe he's never felt kind of a jarring effect on his body before. That might really rattle his confidence, and something like that could get him to where he loses some sureness about riding around in a trailer. So keep all that in mind, you know. But uh, that is that's the whole goal: build the horse's confidence, and that is the real key to not having to ever deal to, well, that's the key to fixing and better yet, not ever having created, therefore having to deal with the common horse problems you hear about. I always say, you know, like, hey, see how he's doing that? See how that's a little weird? Um, When a horse bolts or bucks or rears up or throws his head a lot, I just say, yeah, that's, yeah, he's being weird. That's weird that he's, that he does that. The reason I say that's weird is because I want people to understand that horses doing all those things, for a lot of people, they think that's just normal. It goes along with horses, but it's not normal to have to deal with all of these different horse problems. What's normal is to start them as a colt, be having him loping around the round pen with you on his back and nothing but a rope halter by his second or third and you know even his first ride. And right after that, you ride him out in a big arena a little bit. And then ride out to the pasture down the dirt roads. And as you go, you start to get a little more control, a little more control here and there. Not that you really needed it even on that first ride because he was so mentally sound. You having no control is not a dangerous situation. He just kind of trots, slopes, and walks around. He should look like he's done it a million times if you've prepared him properly. So, uh... You know, what's normal or what should be normal is to have everything be like that. You never have to spend time chasing and fixing problems. Therefore, every time you get on your horse, you get to work on the good stuff, like getting him side passing better, stopping better, working towards flying lead changes or bridleless riding or, you know, whatever it is that you're going after. But, uh, you know, unless you really enjoy doing it, kind of like I do, it's you know, if people, if, if you're not able to see some changes within a few sessions, it starts to get pretty monotonous to get on a horse knowing that, oh, I just got to deal with Buddy Sour again versus if you know how to fix that within a couple rides, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more fun to try to fix problems, but 
you know, you want to have fun with your horse. Uh, remember back when you first started uh, to think about getting a horse, all your friends were like, yeah, you should do it. It's fun. <laughs> so that's how it should be. All right. Well, you guys uh, have a good day, and I hope you enjoyed it. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real. Simple. Horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends.